Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Man, it was um, 2018, this explosive grand jury report by the Attorney General. In fact, Josh Shapiro is now running for governor, as you know. In that report, six of the eight Catholic dioceses in Pittsburgh, in in Pennsylvania, rather, were included in the the report detailing sex abuse of over 1,000 children. Remember this? Over the course of 70 years by more than 300 predator priests. Okay? Outlined in the report, quote, the Catholic Church's playbook for concealing the truth. Top church officials in the diocese across Pennsylvania covered up the sexual abuse of children by clergy. Man, it's like that reoccurring dream. In that report, as I read from, were detailed reports of this retired priest, Spisak who was seeking shelter in a Catholic church-funded St. John Vianney. It's right down the hill here. Right down the hill. Where they pay all of his bills and let him stay. He'd been arrested for this stuff before. He was on probation for this. It's it's a never-ending nightmare. And now, according to my sources, there are more boys and more cases. This man should be in jail. No one, no one more tuned in or more sensitive or more outraged by these allegations than Alan Pear. Good morning, sir. How are you? Hi, Marty. How you doing? I wish I could say you were shocked, but you're not, sir. Oh, Marty, this is just never-ending, never-ending. It's just, you know, I have additional stuff about this guy, but you, you look at the grand jury report, he started doing this when he was at St. Dominic's between 81 and 90. They reported him to the diocese. They found pornographic magazines. They saw pictures of him pulling down swim trunks of, of young boys, 15-year-old boys. 98 then, this comes on again. Then they finally send him. He voluntarily goes to St. Luke's where they send all these pedophile priests. And he comes back, and still, he remained as a priest, remained as a priest. Uh, 2003, he said he was going to withdraw for personal reasons. Now, they say that they, um, uh, at that point, they say they're going to let him uh, uh, just not perform, uh, uh, you know, not perform sacraments and stuff. But he still continued to act as a priest. 2006, arrested, 
disorderly conduct involving a minor. 2017, he's doing the same thing. The Attorney General, this is from the grand jury report. Upper St. Clair police arrested him. He was in a South Hills Village mall for a complaint in a first-floor men's bathroom where a male reported that in that stall, he observed a camera recording him from the rear corner of his stall. This was this was him. And then when he was approached, he ran into the bathroom. He flushed the memory card down the toilet. Then he was taken to the police station. He admitted to the camera. He admitted to flushing the memory card. And he admitted to police, quote, he had a sexual fixation with the male buttocks. What happened? Was he ever arrested? Nothing. No charge. It's just a giant. This guy goes on. And now he does the exact same thing in Target. I mean, this, this guy is a menace, has been a menace since 1990. Never, the, police, the diocese never did a real thing to him, never turned him over when, you know, when the statute was still alive, turned him over to the police at that time, never expelled him from the ministry. And then I have, from a different client of mine who worked for the diocese, I have information. He was the head across from Central Catholic, which you know, right. across the street is a Dearden Center. Right where they send all of these pedophile priests to hide them. And I have an employee who worked there and has sent me numerous information. These guys would sit in the Dearden Center with binoculars what? And, look at the, and look at the boys at Central Catholic, probably you. <laughs> I mean, this, this is, it's, it's, unre- uh, it's unbelievable. And then we have the Pennsylvania legislature, you know, uh, uh, sitting on, uh, not uh, not doing anything with the statute for all of these victims that these people abused to have any rights and and not doing anything to prosecute these guys and and everybody just says okay well that's the way it is you know yeah. statute limitations expired and I mean I, it's unbelievable I, I, when I see these stories it makes me sick that uh, this just just keeps going on our legislature Kim Ward hmm. you know just says, well, I'm, I don't think it's constant. I'm not going to put this up for a vote. Right. I'm going to make a unilateral decision. We're not going to uh, expand the statute so these guys can be prosecuted, so that people can bring claims for, for being victims. We're not going to do that. Geez, I wonder why. Hey, can you hang? Sure. Alan Pear. <sighs> I find it uh, so unsettling why this retired priest Paul Spisak is not in prison for life. Significant allegations of abuse of minors going back to the 80s, folks. The 80s, folks. Four decades. Man. Busted again with a cell phone videotaping a teenage boy using the bathroom at a Target, for God's sakes. Why isn't he in jail? And why Why does the church allow him to stay at the St. John Vianney Manor, which is right next to Bishop Canavan High School? My source is telling me that the Attorney General's office, Pittsburgh Police, have run warrants on the facility. My sources tell me there's a significant number of videos on a number of devices. My, my sources tell me that uh, Spisek has confessed and has said there are other 
retired priests conducting similar activities. Alan Pear, uh, who is uh, deeply ingrained in uh, protecting and prosecuting and suing the diocese over such allegations. Did you ever represent anyone who was uh, sexually assaulted by Swissvexer? Not directly, no. I just, uh, like I say, the, the closest I have to him was an employee who worked at the uh, Cardinal Dearden Center on Fifth Avenue who told me about a lot of the priests there. Not, you know, no, no specific victims. But I have a letter. I have a letter that Spisak wrote uh, recommending my, this guy that came to me uh, for a, another position. And he writes, he goes, as a, as a former director of the Cardinal Dearden Center. Now, this is 2012. He signed, it, it's on Reverend Paul G. Spisak, Cardinal Dearden Center, and it's signed Reverend Paul G. Spisak. Now, how does that square with the idea that he was, you know, removed from the ministry? Right. When he is still on letterhead saying he's a reverend, 2012 thing, you know, signing it, Reverend Paul Spisak. And then in 2017, I believe he asked, he was asking, I'm sorry, not yet, he was asking to have more uh, privileges, even after he was supposedly removed. And I, and I do not know what happened in 2017. Now, this is four, you know, five years ago, right. four years ago. He, he gets, you know, charged with the same thing, taking a video at South Hills Village. Nothing happens. It's just incredible to me. That, that this man is walking around, and I hope your sources are correct, and I hope that he that something finally happens with this guy, and they take him off the streets. He's a menace. And Alan, a menace. Well, Alan in, 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 in essence, children. in essence, he's still being kept by the Catholic Church. He's staying in this retirement home that they pay sure, for. Sure, and he's writing letters. He's writing letters, calling himself a priest, and you know, so what? They maybe they say he can't perform mass or something. I mean, really. And that just let him function as a as, as a uh, pedophile. Uh, I, I it's just it, it is just sickening. Oh, man. And then and, and when you hear when you, I, I'd love to hear the church's reaction to this. I'd love to hear the diocese say something about the grand jury report and why he was never turned over to the police. You know, way back when the statute was still going to be okay. They, Alan, they, Alan, I want you, I want you to hear from this. I want you to hear this caller uh, real quick. Casey, good morning. Jump in here, please. Hi. Good morning, Marty. Good morning. Tell us about your brother. So my brother, his name was um, Dan Clayton. He um, he and I were a year apart. We grew up in Crafton, went to St. Philip's School and Parish um, in Crafton. And my brother was sexually abused by Paul Spizak, who was then our pastor, mm. Father Paul Spizak. Um, at the church between 1990 and 1994, when my brother would have been between 11 and 14. Um, My brother, we reported this after the allegations came out and the grand jury report to the diocese. Um, Paul Spizak was named in the the grand jury report, and when I I read it, I, I just knew, because... Paul Spizak was a close family friend of my family's, and my dad, I mean, from the moment my dad owned a moving company in the Crafton area, 
at the time and moved Paul Spizak into the rectory at no charge. And mm-hmm. from that moment on, he groomed my father. He appointed my father to the parish council. My dad was a Eucharistic minister and in the choir. And all the while, now looking back, you know he was grooming him to gain access to my brother. And my brother, he would pick my brother up from my house. I remember him coming to our home. He took my brother. He was 12 years old to the movies one-on-one. He would take my brother to um, play racquetball at the gym one-on-one. And you know, I mean, you know, right? Right. And... um, at the time, obviously, we didn't know, you know, and the guilt that my mom lives with now, you know, breaks my heart because how could she know? It was normal then. You trust your priest. And at the time, I even remember kids at school, like, making fun of my brother because he was spending so much time with them. And my parents saying, you know, your brother's considering becoming a priest when he grows up and Father Paul is mentoring him. Yeah. And, you know, just that trust and you know, long story short, ultimately my brother grows up and um, is a drug addict, homeless at times, bouncing around on the streets, couch surfing in halfway houses, etc. And, you know, last November he, he overdosed and he died and he was 40 years old. And I wholeheartedly believe that Paul Spizak is to blame for his death and his addiction and the struggles that he went through as an adult, because I can't imagine being 12 years old and being told your mentor is is doing this to you. And I'm sure that you're, who do you trust? Who do you tell when your your dad is his friend and is saying that this is okay to go with him? I mean, I, I'm sure my dad didn't know, but it's just, it's just heartbreaking. And then and hearing this, this man, and then hearing this must crush you. Yeah. You know, when we saw it on the news yesterday, when it first came out, I saw the name and I looked at his face and I was like, is that what he looks like now? Mm. And, you know, yeah, my mom was just in tears all last night. It just rips your heart out. It's so raw. My brother, you know, just died last year. And, you know, my mom's just such a strong lady and she's a cancer survivor and she's just amazing. And just the guilt that I know she feels for this. And my dad passed away. About 10 years ago, so he's, you know, not here to see this. But it's just like, how is he allowed to be out roaming the streets when they know he's a predator? You know, know. they know. know. And I have have a 13-year-old son. Casey, Casey, can you hang? i got to take a break. Can you hang around? Absolutely. All right. I'll be back. (sighs) The end of the day, this is a nightmare that's been ongoing since... The 80s. Alan, listening to this uh, woman's uh, harrowing story, it's disgusting, isn't it, sir? It's disgusting, but it's, Marty, I've heard it so many times. It just, I still am sick of listening to it. But it's, how many times have we heard the same story? This grooming and this, uh, you know, victims and taking young men to the gym and taking them to movies and picking them up making them their special boy, you know, especially not, maybe not this family. It's a different, a little bit different pattern, but especially where you have the, uh, the family as uh, they need a father figure or the child is having problems and they, 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 they take this, you know, weak link. They, they, they call them out of the herd to be their special boy and uh, favor them with gifts and taking them to movies 
all all with the idea so they can sexually abuse and uh, satisfy their uh, sickness. Alan, you've laid this uh, out for more than 20 years of this uh, illegal behavior. Why the hell isn't he in jail, sir? Why? (laughs) No idea. No idea. Because, you know, because back then... You know, back then, in the 90s, even in the early, you know, up until, you know, this all came out in the early 2000s, they just treated it like, well, this is a spiritual problem. Uh, uh, this is a moral problem. And we'll send these people to St. Luke's. And they do send them to St. Luke's. And I see the report, the grand jury report, and this guy said he's a, he's a pedophile. It goes for, you know, teenage boys. I mean, uh, they sent him there, but then they say he's making great progress. We can put him back in the ministry. He promises not to do this again. Well, he's out of the ministry now, but he's in a retirement home that the diocese pays for, and it's right next to the damn high school. And he's he's still holding himself out as a minister. I said, in 2012, I have a letter from him, but he's out of ministry, saying Reverend Spisak, on Reverend Spisak on Dearden Center uh, letterhead. I have a letter signed by Reverend Spisak. Now, how is he a reverend in 2012 if supposedly he was taken out of the ministry, and now they're, what, they put him in this home you're talking about, and they support him. It's just, you know, it just goes on and on. And, and I got it. Uh, I got it. I'm, I'm going to run a timer, so I got to grab Casey. Casey, this has to rip your heart out and also enrage you, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah, it really does. And yesterday I posted about it on Facebook, and I, that's what I just sent to you and yeah. your, um, and, and honestly, that was the first time I ever shared the whole story publicly, oh my God. and it just, I felt like I had to. It's just, I had to. And you know, Marty, I, I know there's a couple, there's a stories that came out in 2018, and I'm not sure if it's still the case. There's something to look into that there are actually six retired priests living in St. John Vianney Manor that are accused pedophiles. And um, I'm told that this particular retired priest, what we're talking about today, is telling police as we speak that there are other priests doing similar things. We're going to continue this fight. Casey, thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for helping to spread the word about this. Alan Pear, thanks, my man. Appreciate you. All right, Marty. Thank you, buddy. Thanks. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.